everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just Us Dads. Welcome to the Dadversation. Thank you for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Um, and before we get started, let me just tell you uh, that we are on every single social media platform. Please don't hesitate to follow us, like, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you think. It does help us uh, putting these episodes together and providing you with content that you may appreciate. Uh, once again, we're all stuck at home dealing with the coronavirus. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks to the technology, we're able to uh, record another episode. Uh, George, what was that, man? Is it, is it really that bad, though? Seriously. <laughs> was that line of Wusa? <laughs> is it that bad, really? Yeah, man. They're boys. They're, they're crazy. They break everything. <laughs> I have a list of repairs daily. Making a checklist already. Uh, <laughs> you need to fix. Oh uh, no, it is hectic. It is hectic. It's, it's, we, we pay taxes for the schools to get damaged. <clears throat> <laughs> the budget to repair the school is there. <laughs> we pay so they can break other people's things. <laughs> well, it's the budget to repair it is part of it. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't think they're going back to school anytime soon. No, no, no. no. They, they they suspended everything until April 13. But I think the from the moment they said that, in the back of my mind, I was like, "There's no way. There's no way." The entire month of April, we're stuck indoors, and possibly the month the month of May as well. Now there's uh, there's well, the schools are closed till the first of May. Oh, it wasn't until the third. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But everything else, the thirteenth of April. But yeah. I think they're gonna they're gonna put everything. Uh, they're gonna push everything back into May. And it wouldn't surprise me if it goes all the way until the end of May. Now there's these things I'm hearing about July. Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy because you know the the more that we're um, that we're progressing into these things, you have the government taking these measures, and it's like, you know, I'm not sure if I should worry. Or if I should convince myself that it's temporary, but allowing the police to just show up just like that, you know what I mean? Giving them extra control, uh, you know, extra measures. It's all these extraordinary things that are happening that are giving, uh, you know, the police force more leeway, the government more leeway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary stuff. You know, it, it, it's kind of... You know, I don't want to say I'm scared. I mean, we're not living in some third world country. But at some point, man, it's like, is this going to disappear or are we getting... George, this, George. This state of affairs, the, you know? The Soviet Union wasn't a third world country. Well. Well, it wasn't. Mm. Right? Yeah. But and, and these things happen. You're right. We we spoke about it last time too. It's the little. It's after this. What freedoms are we giving away? What kind of freedoms are we giving away? And what rights do we give other people? And do we want to give certain people certain rights? Like I just want to reassure myself every single day because obviously we watch the news. I follow what's going on all the time, and I just keep reassuring myself or wanting to reassure myself that you know what when it's over, everything will just come back to normal. And then there's like this little voice that tells me, what are you kidding me, man? Like they took advantage of this situation and, and I agree with what they're doing, right? I mean, this is what the government is there for and extraordinary measures, make the decisions that you need to make to keep your population safe. But are we, go are we going to convert back to what it was before? Right. I mean, uh, it, it, it's crazy. Like just now, right before we got home, uh, my wife was looking through her phone and she saw this uh, alert, you know, 
the the leader of the opposition at City of Montreal, Lionel Perez. Okay, he's an Orthodox Jew. Police went to his house. They called the police on him because he was celebrating his daughter's engagement. His daughter is in New York. They have an engagement, and because of everything happening, they couldn't make it there or whatever. I don't know if it was supposed to happen in Montreal, whatever the case is. But they were doing it through video conference. And the guy mm-hmm. had invited a bunch of people to his house to celebrate the engagement. He had a band playing music. First of all, it's weird already to do this thing over video conferencing. I mean, just postpone, man. Postpone. Like, what's the problem? Postpone. Everything is being postponed. New York is on lockdown. Nothing is happening. This is the urgency now. You need to have... The, you know, and look, it's the personal matter. I don't, and, and I know Lionel personally. So, but I mean, of all people, man, the leader of the opposition, the city of Montreal, it's like you're, you're there at city council making all these decisions and your neighbors called the cops on you. And because you had, I don't know how many people gathered in your house. What's wrong with people, man? Well, it shows how much you're craving to go back. No, but you know what I mean? And it's like when you have individuals like that not following the directives, imagine just normal people that really don't care, you know? Yeah. You're listening to the news Good now. Course. They want to close down parks because Mount Royal is packed. Parc La Fontaine is packed. What don't you understand? Stay home. And they're just, they just keep giving this hypothetical situation where if every, and of course it's never going to happen. I mean, we're 8 million people in Quebec, but if every single person stays home for two weeks, we're done. Like, it's done. It's over. Like, that's what we need. So just stay home. Like, what's so difficult to understand? I, I, don't, I don't get it. You yeah. know? But aside from that, it's just all the extraordinary things, you know? And, and then you have all these things that happen. Like, today, uh, they, 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 it was released in the news because April, there was this, um, I guess they had passed it in government. I'm not sure when. Uh, every so often they increase their salaries, right? Because it stays for three, four, five years. I don't know. So every now and then, uh, every so often they, um, they they pass legislation to increase the salaries of the of the members of parliament. And it happened to be this year today, April first. So so we're we're in a situation where you know the government is spending billions of dollars taxing people through the roof. You know, in 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 the western provinces, they're complaining because of the carbon tax. And you have the members of parliament getting an increase in salary. <laughs> and, and, and it became an issue, you know? But, well, that's funny because in contrast to that, I think in Greece... Yeah, I, I tweeted it in Greece. They're, they're, they're trying to reduce people's salaries, right? Not be people in the parliament. Yeah, yeah. No, the, 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 the prime minister uh, suggested that all parliamentarians give half of their salaries for, that's it. for, for, for a period of two months. So... You know, they're going to give a full month of salary over the, over the course of two months. It's significant. Yeah. I actually did the math here in Canada. It comes out to over $5 million, one month of salary. If you take the 338 parliamentarians and they give one month of salary, they can do it in one, two, three months, whatever. But let's say we accumulate one month of salary. It's over $5 million. Like it could provide a lot of help, food banks, or even just hospital. You know what I mean? The, the, yeah, yeah. You know the health professionals uh, and all the um, all the provisions that they need. That there there's a shortage or whatever there is. I mean, five million dollars. I mean, it's not a lot, but but the thing in Greece is that that salary is going to go into a relief fund. So I'm not sure if they're going to use it right away or if they're going to use it um, to kind of springboard after the crisis is over. Right? I think yeah. thinking ahead when all this is said and done, we need to have like this emergency fund to kind of you know think of 
putting everything back to normal, which is not a which is not a stupid thing. It's uh, it's important to think of what's going now, what's going on now. How do we take care of the situation? But at the same time, you need to have like a, a, a unit, like a crisis cell, kind of thinking of, okay, what's the after now? What are we, what are we going to do once this is over? Because eventually it will finish, right? So you need to start working on that, I think, from now. So I think that's what they're doing over there. I, I'm not sure. I don't know the details, but it's um, it was a good move on his behalf. Yeah, yeah. And I was just, I was, I was just referring to the different, the contrast in mentality. Like here, they're thinking, how can they make more? They're thinking, how can they, they share, right? Well, this is where it was misconstrued because it's not, they're not now making that decision to increase their salary. This has been, you know, it was, um, it was passed. I'm not sure when it was passed, but obviously it wasn't now. It was done probably last year or early last year. I'm not sure. It just took effect now. Okay, okay. So it just falls out of bad timing. But at the same time, I mean... You know, I think uh, I read somewhere that uh, Trudeau and the Sheer, the leader of the opposition, they're gonna, they're not gonna take that increase. They're gonna give it away. So, I mean, hopefully, if everyone follows the example, I mean, they get a lot of money, man. They get 180 grand a year. You know what I mean? It's 14,000 a month. Like half of that, you can live well. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can live well off eight grand a month. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're still good. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Give the other half. You know, do something. I don't know. Uh, we're just throwing out things now. But would you would you give half your salary if I was making 180 and I was a parliamentarian? Yeah. It doesn't work that way. There's no ifs. <laughs> well, no ifs. No, but I mean, you have to, you have to compare apples and apples, man. I mean, if you take the salary I'm making, half a salary is half a salary. Half a salary is half a salary. That's an apple with an well, apple. That's the apple exactly that. No, it's not. No, it's. Not. It's easy to judge these guys because we all know what they're making. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, you're comparing what they're making based on what you're used to making. I mean, you've lived your whole life making whatever sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year, and then tomorrow you get elected and you're making nearly three times more, two and a half times more. I mean, does your lifestyle really change that much? They just, you know what I mean? Especially the, the people that were just elected in 2019. They just had elections. Yeah. It, it, look, it, it's not as easy as, as it sounds. Of course not. And I'm I, not think, I think it's very noble for somebody that would do that, but it's not exactly. as easy as it sounds because... Don't judge him because nobody else before him was asked to do so. No, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm just saying that I, I'm putting myself in their shoes where it would be a huge boost in my annual income uh, and it's not like I would go from the house we're at now to living in a castle and needing $14,000 to get by. You understand? I mean, yeah, but it's, it, yeah, but it's the little things. I think with an income like that, it's the little things. Your car is a little more expensive. Your clothes are a little more expensive. Your grocery bill is a little higher. Okay. You know, your, your vacation is a little bit more expensive. So in the end, George is right. It is a percentage. You're used to a certain percentage. It's, it's what are you willing to live less with to give other people more? And that's a tough call. It's not easy for everyone to do. Yeah, but you're also there to kind of show the example, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. From that aspect, yeah. Like one month, is it really going to make that big of a dent? And again, I don't want to judge. I don't know people's personal situations. Maybe, maybe not. But I don't know. One month out of the 12 at 180 grand a year, I mean, you're still okay, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I see, yeah. I see, I see the rainbows in the back. You guys, uh, you're on the. Yeah, my house has been invaded. Well, my room has been invaded. My office has been invaded. Sorry, but uh, yeah, the little rainbows they give hope. <clears throat> you know what's funny with that? Uh, we first saw those maybe two weeks ago or something like that. My wife told me, "Should we make a rainbow?" My initial reaction. I don't know why I think like this, but 
I'm like, you think I'm going to put a rainbow on my window? It's like an open invitation to all these child, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> Nobody's like, out. Nobody's out. The whole point of this is to show the people that are walking by to see it, to know that. No, nobody's walking by, man. There's no one. And we're giving hope. That's what. That's the whole point. So people can see it walking by. And I'm like, that's like an open invitation, man. I don't want yeah. kids in this house. Uh, so we kind of forgot about it and then my daughter came and said why is everyone putting rainbows i want to draw a rainbow too so then you, know, you can't say no so we drew one we put up on the window no i know but it, so so did we how but, can you uh, be against the rainbows look I'll, I'll tell you why i'll tell you why i'm not against the rainbows oh no, i like the rainbows i like the rainbows rainbows are they're cute they're cool i think it's a sign of hope they're facing the inside because hope starts within from the inside and then we can spread it outside but Number one, there's not a lot of people walking by my street, okay? So nobody can really see the rainbows. But two, why they're not that important? Because when you have the people in the front line doing all the sacrifices, doing all the heavy work, doing the heavy lifting, like the nurses, the doctors, and everyone, yeah. when we're going to be asked 10 years from now, what did you do during the crisis? I drew a rainbow. I don't, don't want to answer, I drew a rainbow. Yeah, you but, know what I mean. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, how much more can you can, can you do, right? I mean, everyone everyone has their own situation. Uh, the idea behind the rainbow is to let the kids think that they're that's it. That's people. it. That's it. The way that's it. a rainbow in the window. The way I understand. It's not about us making rainbows. It's not about it's not about us making a change. I just because, got a piece of scotch tape for him because it, you know? that's it. But the whole the whole culture and the whole philosophy today on Facebook is. Act like you're concerned. Put up a meme, and you've done your work. You, you you've done your part. You're okay. You you go to you go to bed better thinking, yeah. right? Thinking that you did the right thing. And I just find that's a little weird. The way the way I understood <laughs> it was as it, it's it's a community and uh, a sign of solidarity within your neighborhood, within your society, within the community you live in. It means nothing. It means nothing. But it's that's just, just the way it's that just positive vibes. It's all it is. together. It's going to be okay. Let's keep up hope. Uh, and that's why, I, that's how I understood. I'm like, okay, because there's a lot of people obviously passing by here. We live next to a park. Uh, so there's rainbows everywhere. There's rainbows yeah. everywhere. So, you know. So, look, let me tell you. I don't want to be the pessimist. I just want to be a little bit of a pragmatist. There's more rainbows on windows right now. But if you if you see what the experts are saying, divorces are going up, <laughs> alcoholism is going up, yeah. drug use and abuse is going up, domestic violence is going up. But we're putting rainbows. You know what I mean? Yeah. So isn't, isn't it amazing how the liquor store is considered an essential service? Like everything closed down. <laughs> of course it is. I get it. <laughs> well, I mean, if you were stuck without your alcohol, you'd turn violent. I'm, I'm assuming if you needed it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, the weed store. That was the funniest thing that came out on the internet the day that everything shut down. I don't know who it was that had the presence of mind to go downtown and take a picture of the of the line waiting outside the, um, the, the, the weed store. And it's like everyone is taking measures, social distancing, stay away. And there's like a lineup of 100 people. <laughs> Probably We need Look, that weed. We need to get by. The best thing, the best way to deal with uh, the situation, look, I, I don't smoke. I used to smoke. I don't smoke anymore. It's been a while that I haven't smoked. But it's kind of easy to escape the situation by escaping reality, right? And that's what weed is. So you can't blame the people for doing that. It is an escape. It is, a, it is maybe a haven or a safe space where you can go. And more, even more so now because you know that there's no work. I'm staying home. 
uh, I have zero responsibility. It's not only about I can't wait until Friday, Saturday, Sunday to smoke, right? Uh, like, can you imagine the quantity of weed that these people have bought? No, but think about it. If if, if, if your kids are under 18, you're smoking, you're like you're hiding from them to go smoke. But if your kids are older than 18, you're smoking you're with them. You're sharing. <laughs> you're, you're going like this. Here, here. here. <laughs> Yeah, and you're getting into fights. Whose weed was this? Let's not fight. <laughs> you're trying to speak your kid. Go disaffect the weed. You got to disaffect the weed. I put more than you did. You... <laughs> Why are you putting more my weed? <laughs> oh, uh, no, no, guys, it, it, it is... Um, it, it's, a it, bad... it's an obvious... Uh, it's an obvious result by locking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The number of uh, you're gonna see the number of unwanted pregnancies are gonna go up. <laughs> yeah, Un- let's say unplanned pregnancies. Baby boom number two. Yeah, that's what divorces. People are forced to face to confront their issues if they they always avoiding them. You know. Uh, how are you guys doing? Like, are you guys like? I, I look. We're having a lot of craziness with the kids, yeah. but I think my wife and I we're we're, we're doing great. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we're just doing great. We're just we're collaborating. Everything, everything is fine. I thought it'd be worse, but it, it's fine. I lo- yeah, I'm but, loving it. But you always had that chemistry with Alex too. I said this last uh, last episode too. For us, it's as if nothing has changed because this is you know our daily routine was being with the kids home all day until the evening came when we would bring the kids to my in-laws and then go to work because we, you know, we work in the evenings and at night. So for us, this is completely normal. You understand? So the only thing that's changed is instead of, you know, the Emma going to daycare three days a week, she's just home. You understand? Because she was only three days a week. So nothing really has changed, which is why I was just wondering how, you know, all... Because you know we're scro- I'm scrolling through social media, Facebook, Instagram, and there's all these parents. They're they're you know depressed. They're like, oh my god, you know, uh, stay-at-home parents should get paid. Remember what I was saying last? Oh time? no, no. And, and there's all these things because they can't deal with the situation. I'm just thinking, dude, it's your family, man. It's your kids. You know what I mean? But look, everyone has a different reality. I mean, for well, us- well, George, you kind of lost the game. Uh, not not you personally, but I'm saying like. But you've kind of lost the game if you th- if your conscience that you have to parent. Parent is not something you do. It, it, it's, I it's, don't it's, think it's what they're complaining about. I mean, how, how many people do you know who who spent this much time with their parents consecutively? You know, let's say we, we're doing this for three, four months now. We're going to have to do this for three, four months. Yeah. There's never been really any kids who've done that 24 hours a day for three, four months straight, straight just with their parents. Never. No. Exactly. So this is unique. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. So, uh, so I mean, I don't think anybody's complaining about parenting. No, no, but what, no, but what Chris is saying you is... You need that separation. No, but what Chris is saying is that at some point, you have to realize that, yeah, look, I'm their parent, and this is the reality. It, it shouldn't be a burden. Uh, I should know what I have to do. Yeah, you can't, you can't get paid for this. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. But it's I'm not a commodity. About, yeah. I'm just talking about your complaints. I think the complaints are, are, are to be expected, man. This is not. This is a unique situation. But at the same time, too, everybody needs to post something on social media. Like they, they, it's that presence that, okay, what do I put today? You know, I mean, no, my kids. Are I don't post crazy. shit, and I can, I can, I can, I can sympathize with them. Social media, but uh, there's so much thing. Oh my god, I need my wine. Oh, is it wine o'clock yet? Like all these things. It's like, dude, yeah. 
Parent, I don't just. We're in the we're in the cutesy cutesy uh, generation. I'm with uh, I'm with uh, George on this one. Bottom George, it's um, you know what. The, the social media is fine. I guess it's fine. Everybody has their, their say and people could go on it and they get their, their news. They can get their, their filtered news or whatever they get from there. I just find uh, you can't go on a platform like that and spend two, three hours listening to other people being victims and just no. complaining. It, no. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It doesn't help anybody. And I think eventually people are going to get sick of it. Just like now, I'm sure you get sick of people posting things like uh, what they ate and what they do. A lot of people just post little things. It's like no one cares. And when somebody posts themselves, they forget that they don't care about somebody else's, but they think people are going to care about what they post. Everybody has, has a selfish yeah. way of thinking around that. It's a no, I'm special. Like everybody that, everybody that posts, posts stupid stuff. But when I post, people listen. People, no, they don't. Nobody does. It, it, it. You get your dopamine. You get your, you, your feel good, euphoric kind of feeling by posting, and then nobody cares. And then there's the people that go and like just because you like their, 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 their video or their post before, and it's almost like a trade, and it becomes a war, and then there's guilt. It, it just doesn't work. Social maintenance. Pla yeah, it doesn't work. Platforms used to be for the people that earned. People that worked hard proved themselves. They earned a, cer a certain a stature or status, and now you're listening to them because you know what they, they they've earned that right. Yeah. Now you're just listening to people. Like I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I just I do it a little bit, and then I get turned off, and then I don't want to do it. And then it's like you know what? Sometimes just go to an expert if you want to find out about the world. Yeah, but at the same time, it's not it, it's not my post. Yeah. It's not my post that's gonna say, "Oh wow!" Is my post is not gonna enlighten you? Yeah, but look, it depends how you see it, right? Because, like, I, I think I've said it before too. I, I I've become addicted to social media. I don't know if it was because of the job I used to do, but I think I'm on it now more than I ever was before. Probably because of you know the time that I'm spending more at home. But I, I I've kind of learned to kind of just filter. Like I just scroll through and. I find myself just scrolling for no reason. Sometimes it's like you're not really looking for something, but you're just going through everything. It's not really affecting me. Like I'm not. You want to make sure you don't miss anything. Yeah, I don't know what it is, I, but I'm not really impacted by, you know, the stuff that people put up there. Right? But you, th you, th you think you're not. You think you're not. I don't know. I don't think so. Chris. Oh my but, god. But there are sometimes. <laughs> there are a few people. Oh man. Oh man. Do you are you wrong on this one? I don't know. I don't. I really, you, you, you think that stuff that goes into your mind, to your subconscious mind, that you're not aware of, especially when you're all desensitized about everything, and you're just scrolling down. You think that doesn't have an impact on you? Well, look, it depends because the way you explained it is as if I go on social media to see what you know so and so put on. Like I don't do that. It's just, yeah, you do. You do. You scroll and then you just selectively land on the one you're interested in. But I, you're, I you're going through your filter. Yeah, I'm just going through it. It's it's more of a curiosity thing. See, okay, but it's not like, oh, let me see what so and so put. Oh, okay, she's eating pasta, or he's, or he made the steak, or he's smoking a cigar. No, but that, that's a, that's that's not necessarily the, the the negative aspect. The negative aspect is the information you you, you come across. It's garbage. Well, there is no information. Well, that's what I'm saying. Garbage in, garbage out is a good thing. But with social media, or most of the way your most of the information that your brain kind of. Uh, uh, most of the information that gets put into your brain, it's garbage in, garbage stay. And that's the difference. Yeah. If you're going and you're scrolling through 100 posts and 94 are negative, 
you know what? You just became a little bit more of a negative person, whether you liked it or not. Yeah, look, I don't, but you've adopted, a, you're going to complain, you're going to project the same news, you're going to tell people, hey, did you hear about this? So now you're you're the what? You're the one announcing the negative news to somebody else. Yeah. So you become part of the trunk. You become part of that, exactly. So you, you think you're not affected, but people are affected by it, man. Oh, yeah, look, I have to see this objectively. Obviously, I can't, I can't just see it myself. Like, I, I'm pretty sure generally, uh, if you look at the... Uh, you know the the, the the vast majority of the people that that are going scrolling through their social media. Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe they do get impacted. But there is a lot of good stuff too online, right? Depending on who you follow, there's a lot of positive stuff. You know, there's yeah, there is. There's a lot of people just making funny videos or music or laughing or sharing, you know, fun activities with kids or there's different things that are good, right? Yeah, yeah. There are uh, there's all these posts about you know. The, positive. Oh, the, the, the problem with that is that, and it's sad because positive doesn't attract. Somehow positive, it, po- somehow positive in today's culture is cringe. It depends. <laughs> in social media, the positive stuff does have a big impact because a lot of people share those things. Like there was this picture going around where um, uh, it was a newborn. And it was mm-hmm. like three generations of, I don't know, I can't remember what the title was, but basically it was, it was a dad holding his son and his father, that the, so the grandfather basically, because you can't access the hospital, was through the window looking at his newborn you know, grandchild, right? So, and that picture went all over the world. It's like, oh, three generations, look, you know, so yes, it's a coronavirus. Yes, everyone is kind of gloomy and depressed and worried. And, but then there's this kind of stuff. Like, look, you know, we, there are women giving birth during this period right there are some happy things happening and uh there's a lot so yeah so there's a lot of good stuff like that there's a lot of there was another one where um it was uh it was an old lady in in a senior's residence and obviously it's lockdown you can't access it uh and she had alzheimer's i think and her husband maybe she knows who he is or maybe she doesn't i know i don't know again same example he was outside on the window looking at her and he was singing to her and they were kind of singing together. Right. So it was a cute thing. Um, so there's a lot of stuff like that also, right. Like just giving you hope and saying, Oh, look how nice that is. Oh, look how cute they are. Like, it's not always negative. I mean, there is a lot of negativity. I mean, I, I have, I scroll through and I see all these stories and posts about, Oh, I need my wine and oh, I'm going crazy. It, it, it's March 95th. Oh, today is March. Like, you know how many times I saw that? Today is March 95th as if <laughs> March is like a never ending month. Right. Yeah. I, I think there's, you know, the, you, you get both worlds. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying it, it, if you want to, I don't know. It, it depends what people want. It depends what people do, but I don't, you know what, like, if, if you're, if you're spending too much time on social media, it's not a good thing. And it's not a good thing. And it's not a good thing for teenagers. No, I know. Because you go through it fast. You, you, it's an addiction, right? There's no fact checking. Your information is so, so, so quick. You don't have time to make up your mind. You don't have time to debate it. You don't have time to come up with some kind of argument against what you're hearing. You don't process everything. It all goes into your subconscious mind. You, you, you basically just take the information in. And what bothers me the most is people are reading like little headlines or paragraphs or, or the titles of the articles. And then they go around spreading it as news. Yeah. 
Yeah, but they don't look at the context, exactly. Exactly, and now it's like, you know what, now it's like, okay, you have superficial information on everything, but you know nothing. Once we go three layers deep, you don't know anything. And that's what's happening. That's what the culture is. I actually do see that a lot. In fact, you know what I've been seeing a lot? Like all these old articles that are kind of uh, relevant to what's happening now, and people are sharing them just because, like you said, the title. Yeah, the title, yeah. And the reflex I have, obviously, you look at it, and my reflex is, okay, when was it written? When was it published? Who published it? What source it came from? You know, which media? You know, so that's just my reflex. But uh, so you see these things and like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Wow, is that, did that really happen? So like you click on the link and then you, you see it's like an article published two years ago, right? It's like, well, well yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you have to be careful. You have to be careful with this stuff. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying that, you know what? I'll give, I'll, I'll give you this question. This, this is going to determine whether Facebook or stuff like that is good or not. Would you leave your kid or your teenage kid go on Facebook for five hours a day? Oh, no, no. No. Would you have your kid exercise and read five hours a day? Yeah. That's, for- a, that's a clear yes. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but it's difficult, man, because it, it consumes our daily lives. So and it sh- yeah, and it shouldn't. I know it, it shouldn't. Because- so you think, you think that our people like us who, who are more like George, who are always looking through all the, the pictures and the feeds and everything and they're getting influence. It's giving them, if it's more negative, it's going to make them more negative. So their whole take on everything will become negative because of. Well, not, yeah, not necessarily just negative, but first of all, you're not being I'm productive. Giving negative because of negative could be one. Yeah. Impact. So number one, you're not productive. Number two, you're not really fact checking everything. So you're taking in information that you're going to go repeat later on. And maybe, maybe it's a fallacy. You're going to be repeating the misnomers. Mistakes. No, but even the ones who don't repeat, just you think no, it'll no. affect it'll but, affect the perspective. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think it will. George, I, George I, how many hours do you spend a day doing it? Mr. Addict, my, my phone is always addiction. next to me, man. My phone is always next to me. Like, uh, how many hours of scrolling through your titles? Uh, it's not like I time myself, but I'm on my phone a lot. Now with the girls uh, always home, um, you know, there's a bit less work in the evenings. Uh, so you're not going to give me a, a, like a superficial know, number? No, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's not, it's not about that. Uh, I just want to have an idea. I don't know. A lot, though. A lot. So how, many, how many titles do you think you see? How many? Oh, a lot. Yeah, but don't forget, it, it depends, right? Because I'm not just on Facebook or Instagram. Like, I'm very often on Twitter on because uh, that, that's where I get my news from, right? Like, I follow journalists. I follow a news. Twitter's good. So I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter a lot. And Twitter's the least controlled one. It's good. Well, look, there's a lot of garbage too, right? And don't forget that. Well, I mean, it's up to you to you know, but the, some the, sense. The, for me, the bad thing about social media is that you know, and anyone from, you know, in front of the computer screen can just reply and act all stupid, right? Like, I mean, uh, and I see that you have a journalist putting out something and then thousands of tweets just destroying him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Yeah, but who's uh, listening to them? Well, you know, I mean, you, you know, right. I don't know who's listening to them, but I mean, I'm just saying that that's the problem for me with social media. It's that you fall into you know, the imbeciles, you know, that have nothing else to do. And for them, it's easy because they're protected from the comfort of their home. You don't see who they are. Their name may be fake. You, you know, I mean, there, there's no real um, personality behind that. And it's just garbage. And there's a lot. And that's where social media is bad because, you know, people like me who 
you know, I mean, I've built a, a shell kind of all these years and, you know, you can bash me online and it's not really going to affect me. Right. Uh, but there's other people that do. And it's like this online social media bullying kind of thing where, you know, people post something and you have just a bunch of idiots just saying, well, you know, you, anything, any, any stupid thing, like some girl can put something and some moron from across the planet can just bash her and bully her and call her fat or whatever. You know what I mean? And this, this is a reality that exists. Um, mm. But to you're go, more vulnerable. Yeah. You know, so you don't know people, you know, people on social media, they're not all the same. Right. I mean, yeah, but that, that, that's the freedom of speech, right? Exactly. You're free, you're, you're you free to put, away. yeah, you're, you're free to put content out there. Somebody's free to put content there and comment on everything. I'm a, that's why I'm a little inside. bit against. They've been doing a lot of this, uh, uh, like shutting people down, that not to give them a voice. These are the guys are going to take up guns one day because they don't have a voice. Uh, I agree. I agree. You never guys, touch. You, you never touch freedom of speech. They're idiots, but the idiots need a voice. That's right. Wrong. You need to prove them wrong. It's there. Yeah. You can't shut these guys down. You shut them down, they're going to get rifles. But uh, you know what? I'm coming back to this because I don't. the negative, I don't think it's that. I think people are free to say whatever they want to say. They can bash. You gotta, if you're putting out content, you got to be able to take the shots. Yeah, but not everybody's there, Chris. You know, no, but then you know what? Then don't put content because you have to be ready for that. You know, you can't censor some and not censor others. Yeah. So you leave it open and that's an open platform. Yeah. Where I find... Go ahead. Look, at the same time, you can just genuinely want to post good stuff. But you... No, why? No, no, what I'm saying, uh, an example, okay? Uh, yeah. my, let's say, hypothetically, my goal in social media is to post happy things or whatever, you know what I mean? Because you want to maintain your reputation. No, whatever. That's just what I choose to share, let's say, for example. Yeah. I have no clue what the random person looking at that post might reply, you understand? Yeah, you know why? Because I, hypothetically, I could be the guy that just goes, looks at posts and wants to have really people like my comments. And I could just go put a comment and have other people comment on my comment just because I, I, I bashed you. And I felt like bashing you because I saw maybe weakness in your argument, whatever. No, I it's, dropped, it's you know, and it's available. It's easy. It's easy. Yeah. That's why I said podiums belong to people that have earned the right to speak and say something. And then you can challenge them. But even when, them, right? I follow a lot of you know, thought leaders, a lot of mentors, entrepreneurs on social media. Them too, man. There's a lot of garbage that is being thrown at them. But they have uh, taken the reflex of not really looking at the content. They put their content out and that's it. Yeah. But don't forget, don't forget the, the entrepreneurs, like I don't, we wouldn't want to do any name dropping and whatever, but there's a lot. I follow a few guys too, but don't forget these guys, these are the ratings. That's how they make their money. The guy sitting at home spending six hours watching all this forgets that life happens outside the phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the difference. The entrepreneur, while he's doing that, that is that is his 10 hours of work. Yeah. While he's crunching his numbers, he's, he's checking his numbers, his analytics, and everything on, on social media because that's how his business grows. Mm -hmm. But the person who just sits there and just scrolls and says, oh, nice, cute, like, next, share, share. Yeah. That, yeah. You, you, I, you can figure out a hundred things to do better with your time than do that. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not, I'm not trying to like, uh, I'm not, George, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just find that we're living in an era where everybody talks about their dreams and their goals and their visions and everybody wants to have an impact on the world and everybody wants to impact the world and we're going we're gonna to bring in the big change. And in a world like that, I find it's a contradiction 
to be on social media all the time and just be absorbed by it. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's a bad thing with somebody with big dreams or, or for somebody that wants to change the world. Yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and people have to realize that. It's funny because the people that I follow that have, um, that have managed to get huge following on social media are not the people that are constantly on social media. Like there is like a social media strategy that they have and they know mm -hmm. that I need to post every single day or, you know, twice a day and mm -hmm. prepared in advance. It goes on and then forget about it. They don't stay there. You understand that's, and but, they have, and they have people doing it for them. People doing it for them. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, there, there's this misconception that people have when it comes to, to, to social media, but to go back to what George was saying, I do spend a lot of time mostly for my information because that's where i get it from but uh lately man i think uh, i've been addicted to, to instagram i i, I can spend hours <laughs> on instagram <laughs> especially especially now where there's so much more time here and you know there's less, yeah, there's less to do. and, and um, you know the girls are, girls are girls are home now i mean i mean we do spend a lot of time together but i do find myself on my phone quite a bit yeah, yeah, it's 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 a normality for for a lot of people. It it it's common. It's what it is and right I, now. And I can I I I I'm conscious enough to uh, to know that well, you know to to accept the fact that yeah I'm on my phone a lot. People they don't realize that you know. The so are are you at least using that information for something? You said it's no, your source. No, for not necessarily. News. I mean, look, it depends. I mean, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll go through just to see what you know the news is. You know what's up in the news. Uh, but then, you know, at some point during the day, I'll catch myself just scrolling uselessly through Instagram, for example. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> just nothing, do nothing. You know what I mean? Oh, hey. uh, like, I follow a lot of photographers, so I just like the visuals, too. I'm like, okay, nice. Pic. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I enjoy, right? I'm not... Uh, but you know I, what? It, it, it's not people's fault, George. This is... It affects the brain chemistry. <laughs> Like there's it becomes a it becomes like a, an automated thing. It's like mechanically, like you're not, you you don't really know that you're doing. You're just grabbing your phone and you. Not only that, you feel good, right? There's the, the the four the four feel good drugs in in your in your brain in your brain chemistry. They're called the EDSO, right? Endorphins, uh, D dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin. So Facebook offers all those. Yeah. So you know what? It's 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 not even people's fault. It's they get into it and then they can't get out because yeah. they become addicts. So I'm just saying in a way, if you know this, well, the only way is to not get into it. But also don't forget that a lot of our reality, the way things have evolved, require you to kind of be on your phone, right? Whether it's emails, look, books now. You know, very few people buy actual physical books. I, I usually get books because I love the feel of a of a book to read. But a lot of people they read on they read on their phone or on a tablet or whatever. You know, everything now our reality has gotten to a point where it is indispensable. You need to have a mobile device for everything. You know, I mean, it's like you almost can't live without without it. You know. Yeah, no, no, but there's a there's a big difference. You're right. But now you're talking about the phone or the iPad as a tool. No, I know, but what I'm saying is that so, it, social media is not a tool. Social media is something else. It's entertainment. No, it could be a tool. It could be a tool based on what you're doing. But what I'm saying is that you're we're so consumed by um, whether it's work or anything that is now available on a mobile device that 
everyone is looking like well you're not going to take the bus now but let's say you take public transport let's say Mm -hmm. say the situation didn't exist and you're and you're in the bus everyone's on their phone you don't know if they're playing candy crush or if they're reading an email or if they're reading a book you have no idea what you're doing it's just that yeah yeah life has become now you understand yeah yeah Yeah. Um, and it's everybody well yeah the phone that's that's fine yeah and and it's easy to lose track because imagine you want to read a book, right? And you have it on your phone and then suddenly poop, a little notification comes up about whatever, anything, you know, like a post someone put on Facebook or on uh, our, or on Instagram. Your natural reflex might be, oh, let me click on it and go see. So you're easily distracted. You no way. Look, man, it, it, if, you, if you follow what the time management, energy management, uh, prop, uh, priority management guys preach, number one, you turn off all notifications. Yeah. Right? Oh, you cannot, while you're working, you're in the zone and you're working and you're doing your productive work, zero, zero distractions, zero, nothing. You, you, don't, you don't need to have Facebook say, hey, you got a message. Who cares? Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two is you got to put timers. So let's say you do, you finish your work and you want to go on your Facebook, right? Well, set a timer for 15 minutes. So start. And then once that tone comes up and says you're done your 15 your 15 minutes are up you you got to go back to doing something else because i understand because look i'm not on it a lot but i've I've played around with facebook a lot too and you know time is relative right what does that mean that means that you could be on facebook for four hours and it seems like you're on it for four minutes oh no guaranteed so you know what you got to be if you're not conscious of that you need a helper you need a timer to tell you hey buddy 15 minutes or 30 whatever maybe it's an hour whatever it is you just don't want the hour to turn into four hours that's it like i don't i don't want to keep looking for excuses but i I spent a lot of time on social media because of the work you know uh, that i did in politics a lot of our presence was so focused on social media right reaching out to your electorate like that's the place where you want it to be right so i was constantly on it constantly whether it was facebook twitter uh instagram and you know i started working in politics at the time where that whole wave of social media began in 2007 right twitter was there around before but when we when we came in 2007 8 you know facebook was the place to be right and then instagram came along so we had no choice but to adapt so i spent a lot of time on these platforms um and i don't know if it's because of that that i'm still stuck to it i i I don't know i mean i remember a time where there were weeks we were so busy that i hadn't even looked once on my on my phone right so and forever i could I could kind of think to myself that, you know, when politics is all done, you know, you know what, George, my phone aside, right. And not, and not care about this, but the opposite is happening. I can guarantee you that that week that you didn't touch your phone, you probably did your best work in politics. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. What I'm to tell you is that there were many times I had the presence of mind to tell myself that, you know, man, I can't wait for this political thing to be over, man. I'll just be done with this phone thing. I won't touch it. I won't look at it. Like, I'll be done with Facebook. Like, I, there was, like, almost this feeling of disgust, almost. You know what I mean? But the, <laughs> but the opposite is happening. <laughs> There's so much time now. Oh, uh, George, George, look, man, look. I, that is, like, <laughs> well, look, it's, it, it's what I... You do whatever you got to do. People do what they got to do. And um, I'm, I'm just sharing a couple. Look, because it's uh, we're just as dads, right? So I'm thinking, like, would I want my kid on Facebook a lot? No. The answer is no. And um, can I control it? A little bit. 
you know, I'll control as much as I could control. First and all, I think, the, the, sorry to interrupt you. The thing that worries me also is that now it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Look, the young guy, the, the younger generation, forget about Twitter. Twitter is not even there. Like I use Twitter a lot because of, you know, the, 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 the interest that I have, but now the youth, you know, you have Snapchat, there's TikTok, there's all these new things. But the, what worries me is that in, let's say 10 years from now, where for sure, I know my daughters are going to have their own device. You have no, we have no idea what's going to be available. Like we're talking about Facebook and Instagram now, but you can't think now. You got to think, okay, when my kid's going to be 13, 14, 15, whatever years old, where they're actually going to have a cell phone because your kid is eight. He's not going to have a cell phone for at least maybe three, four years, right? Maybe you're going to get him on when he goes to high school. Are you talking to me or George? Yeah, to, to Chris. Well, he's 10. Your well, godson is 10. Uh, 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 10. So he's you missed two birthdays on your Facebook. <laughs> So, you know, in three, four years from now, when he's going to be in high school, logically, he might have a cell phone. You want to be able to reach him at all times. We have no idea what media platform is going to be available in three, four years. That's right. That's why you don't raise your kid. That's what's scary. But but that's why you don't raise the child today. You raise the adult tomorrow. Yeah. So you don't have to sit there and tell him about Facebook. All you got to tell him is like, you know what, critical thinking, you know, take things, you know. Don't just buy into anything. Yeah, you should stand for certain things. Certain reflex. Yeah, that's it. That's all you want. And once once these values are set in place, you know the filters are right, and then you don't have to worry for the next Facebook or whatever. Teach them common sense. The common sense. Yeah, just just yeah. You know what? Just embed that into their thinking. That's all. Yes. Because everything is after people's like everything is there to fuck up with your head. Everything is fucking with you right now. That's what we're talking about last time. And, and it's, what's weird is that somehow you don't know who to believe anymore. It's all designed to fish you. To, it, to everybody has, you. Yeah, everybody has a story to tell. And Man. one thing they have in common is they all have listeners. And it's like, what are you listening to? What are you, what are you doing with this information? I think, I think it's going to be very interesting, like in the next coming years or, you know, these ne- like my daughter's generation, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like our education sh- systems should incorporate that in their, um, in their teaching material. Like how do, how do you um, come to terms with social media? Like how do you, like, how, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how to explain this, but it's become mm-hmm. such a present thing in our lives that I think they should be taught not how to use social media, but how to kind of navigate through this world, right? How to not be so um, bothered by, for example, the bullying that can happen on social media, how to not, you know, uh, concentrate so much mm-hmm. and get obsessed over what's happening on social media, uh, how, to, how to pinpoint what's right and what's wrong what's credible and what's not. You understand? Mm-hmm, like yeah, I have yeah. a feeling that I, I, I hope that society kind of moves that way because first of all, I don't think we have any other option. It's a reality. We need to face that reality. We can't just act like it's not happening. Um, and not, but it's, it's, it, start, it starts at home, man. Chris, yes, it does start at home, but at the same time, think of how much time your kid spends at home, not now, but on, on average, every single day when school is there, you understand how much time do they spend at home? You know what? I could be wrong on this, but you know what we said? What did you say? About five, ten years, you said, right? Is that what you projected for in the next ten years? Is that what you said? Oh, for the, for the we don't know what's available? Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. Let, let, let's say ten years, ten, fifteen years. You know what? 
it's very possible that there's homeschooling only. Yeah. You know, already in the States, there's the out schools, there's, 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 you know, there's, there's the, the, the educational system is kind of transforming. It's kind of morphing into something else. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff that you're talking about, um, there's some pushback from people and school, well, homeschool is becoming a, a big option for a lot of people. Yeah. And if you take a little survey, you're going to see a lot of people interested in that. Now there, there, there's pros and cons to that. But and I'm not sure if I'm if I'm for that, man. You know, I want my kids to have a social life outside the wall, the four walls of the house. Well, you want them to practice functioning with other people. You, you know, it's it's funny. You want them to have a social life outside the house, but everybody's on their phones. So I don't know what you're talking about. No, I know, I know, but that's why I'm saying that inevitably I would want our education system to address this reality that social media has in our in our everyday lives, right? Like. I'm not sure how to explain it, but um, there has to be something done to kind of educate the kids on how to navigate through all this garbage, all this, this, it's not garbage because social media is, it it could be good, right? It's not all bad, but at that age, they're not going to be following like a business mentor or a coach or like a mind or a thought leader. They're going to be looking at all the stupid pranksters that put videos, you know what I mean? All the stupid things that we would have watched when we were 13, 14, right? Where we would just laugh. Oh, look at this. this Yeah. I don't know. I think like social media, it has already taken such an important space in their lives that how do we incorporate that into the education system to kind of educate them on using them the right way? You know what? Just just a thought here, and George, uh, it, you're right. And what I believe is that well, it's well, not so much about showing them what Facebook is and what it's not, and how to use it, and how to not use it. I think that even the Facebook with the negative, it's all about just controlling the ratios. Yeah. Like it, it, it's all about controlling the the right ratio. So, example, let's say activity is three hours. Well, it's three hours activity, it's three to one, right? Three hours activity, one hour Facebook, let's say. It cannot be the other way around. So as long as we control the ratios and we know that, you know what, there's two hours of, of, of activity, there's five hours of studying, there's two hours of this, two hours of that, they should know that there's only half an hour or an hour of entertainment, yeah. whether it's Facebook or whatever. So it's not about bringing it in. Uh, in society, I, it just it starts at home and just built the good habits to know that this is you got to limit this. Is it's think of think of Facebook as a video game, right? When we were growing up, it was a video game. Yeah. The ratio was never five hours video game, one hour of math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It was always like you knew that if you played video games for eight hours straight, it was a bad thing. Yeah, Nobody but, needed to come and tell you don't do that. Yeah, but, but the ratios were in check from the parents. Yeah, but the difference, Chris, is that at, at, when we were growing up, the video game was a console. In the living room, you understand. Yeah. So it was much easier to control. Now, it's in the palm of your hand. So your kid could be in school. You know, your kid could be in recess. He could be in. But, the but why, why? Why does your kid have a phone? Sorry. Why would your kid have a phone? I'm just saying. I, I'm assuming that when your kid goes to high school, he's probably gonna have a phone. No. Why? I don't know. Uh, what does he need a phone for? Could be reached. To be reached. Why would he be reached? The so he could bring bread on the way back. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why would I need to reach my kid? Bring home some milk. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. But you're saying you're saying this now, but I know I know older parents. I mean, parents of older kids, and it's very practical. 
I, I don't see the practicality. I see zero practicality. I only see negatives. I don't see a positive in me. I'm not saying I won't do it. We're just discussing here. Yeah. I don't see the practicality of handing my kid a phone number, a, a phone and saying, here, uh, in case I need to reach you once in a month. Yeah. I, I don't see the practicality. Zero. Once in a month, Chris. It's just because... Look, well, you, you, they have limit on their data, and their friends could contact them. No, too. They have their own they're, phone. They're, they're, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're too close. You know what I think it is? Yeah, we're how? not close-minded. I think this is keeping up with the Joneses, and somebody started it and said, "Here, you take a phone," and then everybody else got jealous and went to their parents and said, "I need a phone as well." And then maybe. parents felt really, really bad, and everybody has a phone now. That's how you get phones. That's how you get phones in high school when nobody needs them. Yeah. Because yeah. you're, you know what? You're either you're either in class paying attention, you're either on recess right where you're with your friends anyway then you're back in class then you have lunch so you're having fun and eating with your friends then you're back in class and then you go home hold on this is not something new teenagers have had phones for at least a dozen years it's been going on and more and now they all have phones by the age i don't know by the age of 15 it's guaranteed or even less yeah but but george that's a choice you you, you've made a conscious choice to do that you can say, I'm not giving you a phone. Yeah. Or you can say, you know what? You're not allowed to play video games. Or you can say, you know what? We're not buying an Xbox. Or you can say Xbox is once a, a week. Yeah. What I'm saying is that sometimes you got to be unkind to be kind. And we forget that. Yeah. You can't, you can't, we can't just be our kids' friends all the time. It's no. like your buddy, your buddy will never tell you, stop playing. You're playing too much. Your buddy will tell you, hey, keep playing. We're having fun. Yeah. The parent, though, has to. You, but you, I, I'm, all I'm saying is. If, if you're the only one who's not, that's not a bad thing. It's the, he's talking about. Well, the, I mean, if you're the only one that's not, maybe there's. If there's you're only, that you're if, missing. No, if you're the only one that's not, you're probably in the good direction. You're probably headed the right way. Sometimes, yes, but I mean, uh, it could hurt the kid's social life too. It no. Yeah, he'll be excluded for sure. No, right? you know why? Because there'll be a time where it's going to be like, hey, can I share? Can I have that? What are you guys doing? And then he could kind of like be included in that. Okay, All I'm so saying is that I think like it, that poor kid would do if he can afford it. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. That's I'm fine. not saying it's not all right. I'm just saying it's all right for you as a parent. For him, it's gonna be it's gonna be that 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 moment in life that he hated because he, he stuck like, out as the guy who didn't have it. it it's like uh, it, yeah, you're right. <laughs> It's the equivalent of us in high school where everyone had Nikes and Reeboks and we yeah. had systems. I had Ailey gear. You know what? I'm fine. <laughs> uh, I would go to Yellow and buy Aero systems. That was, that's what it was. You know what? You know, and you know what, guys? I remember that, man. I remember that. And you know what? My parents were the type that lived on less to give me more. And I'm appreciative of that. But you know what? There were certain times where, man, my dad would, would buy a $15, $15 jean, right? And I'd be like, what's wrong with this guy? And it's like, you know what? No, man, he was right. Like going, now that I'm a dad and thinking back, it's like, I'm glad he gave me those little tips. You know what? The, the, the $65 jean didn't make me cooler. It didn't. It made me a little bit fatter, actually. Those one size fits all. <laughs> <laughs> you think it didn't make you cooler. Yeah. You're just saying that now. No, no, it didn't. Yeah, of course it didn't. No, it didn't, man. Look, times, times I think have definitely changed where kids obviously have a different mentality. You, we, you know, the same way that we used to look at the world based on the examples we had growing up, which essentially is our family unit. 
today's generation is the same thing. I mean, they look at what's going on at home. They see dad, mom, uh, aunt, uncle, whatever, with a cell phone. They look at, you know, the tablet, uh, the laptop uh, next to the kitchen table, always on. Like, this is what they grow up in. This is the reality. So they want to be part of that too, I would assume. I don't know. My kids are still young. So when they go... Uh, I'm seeing it, man. I'm seeing it. You know what? You're right. And it's just a bad mentality, man. Yeah, but it's I mean, bad, you're, you're that, that's why that it's more than just social media tool and phone. It's also, it's everything. It's everything. It's your magazine. It's your newspaper. It's your puzzle. These things are okay to be doing. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's, it's not a bad thing to be doing. No, 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 no. It's not. It's it's not. It's, it's just they're no, no longer in paper. They're no longer in paper form. I don't know, man. I, I'm 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 hearing things like I'm hearing kids like make fun of people and saying, "Oh, that just four or you know what." Well, whatever, like, uh, it, I, anyways, whatever. I, I just, I don't want to, I'm generalizing a little bit. And First I, 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 yeah. I've heard comments and the comments are not good. Why? About because what? the About kids, what? sorry, comments. oh, like, it's like, hey, that kid is an idiot because, uh, you know what? My shoes cost more than all of his outfits, shit like that. And that's because that's our fault because we've made our kids centered around acquiring and possessing and not about being and becoming. Get it? Yeah. So what I'm saying is that ultimately that that is a wrong thing to do. That's all I'm saying. So it's okay not to have. It's okay not to have everything everybody else has. It's okay that he doesn't have one and gives you no right to make fun of him. Yeah, but, but at the same time, go and acquire whatever you could. Yeah, but here's, yeah, but here's a question, Chris. Is it going to be easier to raise your kids with that mentality? like it was, for example, with our parents' generation, because we were a whole bunch of kids living the same situation, right? So we had people around us in that school environment that we could relate to, right? Oh, okay, Chris has aerosystems. Uh, you know, he has the, the elastic uh, one-size-fits-all jeans. Like, LA gear, baby, LA gear. But we, we, we had that kind of, you know, environment that we could all relate to. But when now you're going to try to enforce that kind of stuff to your kids, they're probably going to be the minority in their school. That's fine. Understand? And that's what that's George fine. was saying. You, were the, you weren't the minority. That's what I'm trying to get you. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, when you were going through those uh, moments where your dad was being more logical and whatever. You could relate to it because... cheaper now. Somebody was being cheaper or being more poor, whatever. It was logical, but there was all you and your friends, all the parents were the same thing. George, all the parents were immigrants. George, there's kids today that play soccer. And, and you're going to fix the generation by listen, saying to yourself. I'm not going to fix the generation. I'm going to fix my kid. I don't care about the generation. All I'm saying is that there are kids playing soccer today that ask for cleats that cost $300 and parents buy cleats that, that cost 350 Yeah. Guy, that's, that's an issue, my friend. That that's, be, that's, that's because that's, we cannot say no. And you know what? You got to be that's able weak. to look that's at weak. that's weakness. You got to be able yeah. to look at your kid and say, you know what? No, it's no. practical. You, 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 I, I told Gerasimo, Gerasimo, you're, you're not playing with three hundred dollars shoes. You know which ones we get? We go and we ask, what are the cheapest shoes you have? <laughs> and that's the ones we're getting. And they usually, grow out of them at the end of the summer. They grow exactly. So all I'm saying is that you know what? Yeah, we can give, and we could, we could spoil. But you know You're what? You're talking about two separate things. That's what I'm going to tell you. You're no, putting it all under the same bubble. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. I'm yeah, putting it are, under the are. bubble of me parenting my kid and, and what, what the right values that he needs 
according to me. Other people have other values. My thing dollar cleats versus having that's right. That's can I afford to, something to use to communicate with all the no, social stuff? George, like everybody can else. I can I afford three hundred dollars shoes? Of course I can. Do I buy them? Never, ever, never. I think you're gonna end up getting him a phone. You're gonna have to never. He has a mother too. <laughs> he has the, a mother, mother. the mother agrees with me. Yeah. Yeah. See, the pressure is going to change, man. It's going to hurt you if the guy stops liking you, like I'm telling you. I, you see, I don't care. I'm up. I don't want him to like me. I want him one day to think of me and respect me. I don't care if you like I'm. He's not, he's not my buddy. He, I'm a father first, a friend second. Oh, I agree with that. I, I, if I he likes me or not today is not my concern. All I want is for him to be able to come and speak to me, yeah. right? I'm opening the communication channel that he can tell me anything. I first tell him that I care, and then I let him know what I think. And you know what? I just trying to build a good environment for him to thrive in. That's it. But if I got to tell him something, I got to tell him something. It's just complicated because things are advancing so quickly. There's all these new things coming out, like every half hour, basically. Like you, it's what I was saying before. We don't know what's going to be there in the next. Well, part. I'm going to go back to my point where all this came from is like there's, a, there's, there's kids that are early 30s right now that they grew up with a phone in their hand. No, yeah. What are the results with them? That's what's going to tell you what this is. Yeah. They're there. There's numbers there to be checked. No, 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 no. And I've met people that age. They're, they're, not, they're not bad kids. They're, they're not bad adults. Yeah. They, they, yeah get, but... they grasp the same concepts we grasp. They, they have the same values. They, they understand the negative impact of these things and avoid them, just like you talk about. It's just I'm not talking about that. Teaching them common sense. It's Even not with about that thing that. in their hand, they could be taught that common sense and to to filter it out no I, I i you know what maybe i disagree because my focus is not for them not to be bad like i'm way up like i think like what are you talking about uh, what i'm saying is that as a parent you don't want your kids just not to be bad you no. want the best case scenario right you want so them to you be successful well successful in, in their way whatever they find success to be yeah. i'm just saying uh because you said that we know people that grew up with their phones and blah, 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 and they're, they're not bad people. I'm not saying they're bad, but I'm not striving for not bad. I'm, not say, I'm saying they're not, they're not uh, unsuccessful. They're not uh, unfulfilled. They're not unsatisfied with life. I, I mean, I, they have the same kind of desires as we do. It doesn't I, George, I think if you look at the, the stats, 99% of the people are overworked, overstressed, unsatisfied, unfulfilled almost depressed, anxious, hating. The, I, I, honestly, I think, think that... it's because of the handheld? I think it's because of everything. They're just consumed by everything. They're consumed by everything but their life. They're not... They're, they're, they're too busy making a living to build their life. And you then know what? When, maybe maybe when I, I don't making, feel what you're saying because I don't live the, the social media world. No, I'm, I'm not... Yeah, you know, it's, it's a good thing. If you're not feeling that, it's a great thing. I'm just saying that a lot of the people that you see that put a lot of the, the, the fancy stuff around the houses and the, the memes and, like, I love you, honey, and, oh, my God, to my beautiful wife and this and that, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that they're hiding. Facebook, yep. is a, Facebook is a nice little window you can open up and put all the positive and, and, and I, kind of convince people that, that you're living mean, a great life. But who believes that this is all... I'm just saying it's just an image. Huh? No, but it is an image. And what I'm saying is that when you actually talk to people, 
and you're being real with them and they open up to you, you pretty much realize that people are unsatisfied, unfulfilled, overworked, stressed, they're anxious. Uh, and that's why people tend to, to like want to get entertained all the time because it's the escape of reality. It's what we said before. Uh, how do you guys feel about this homeschooling? I just want to go back to that. What you yeah. well, on, but to your point, what you're trying to say is that if you have the habit of doing that, you're just you're never going to cope with the rest of it. I'm just saying that you cannot. <sighs> what I'm saying is that you have no right to be disappointed with the fruit that didn't come because of the seed you didn't sow. You know what I'm saying? It's like you you cannot be after all. Oh, I hate my life. I hate this. I hate that. When you didn't prepare for it. Yeah, but or no, because you you, you you just watched your life go by. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying that you have no right to be disappointed. Yeah, but do you think that the people thinking like that have the presence of mind to understand that that is happening because of their inaction? Well, I, maybe they don't. You're right. But I'm just saying that you have a lot of people complaining. Everybody's complaining. Everybody's criticizing. Everybody's condemning. And nobody realizes that it's in your power to do things. It's, like you're not going to change the government. You're not going to change everything. Yeah. People should take their own responsibility. And that's what's frightening about this COVID-19. We're just asking people to be responsible for yourselves and other people, and they can't even do that. Yeah. So all I'm saying is that, you know what, whatever success is, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying the right values come with the right habits, and the right habits are going to give the right results. And there's certain things that we're seeing today that I won't let my kid get into because I know the result is going to be a negative one. Because... The thoughts are going to breed the feelings. The feelings are going to make certain actions and the certain actors are going to give a result. And that result could be bad. Yeah. And so, it, could be, it could be applied to, 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 to what you hear, to what you listen, to self-talk. Like today, like my, my kid was being very, he was on the phone, right? Because they're doing homework. So he was doing homework with one of his friends and they were complaining about everything. Complaining. Oh, why are they making us do this? Oh, this is so hard. Do we really need this? This is a waste of time. Why would we do? And it's like I stood there and I was listening for like five minutes. And it's like, dude, man. Yeah, but we've all been there. No, but no, no, George. That's not. He doesn't hear that from me. I don't complain. Yeah. I never complain, and I tell him never complain. And he learns in sports not to complain. Yet he does it. That means there's another source that's affecting him and influencing him. And I'm saying that if we're not extra careful right right now right now they, they want they listen to us in a few years they won't no yeah they're gonna be listening to their stupid friends i want to go smoke weed and that's fine they need to go through that but you gotta have the right filters and the right mentality a tough you, you need a mental toughness to get through it yeah and i'm just putting a little bit more weight than 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 george's that's all I'm, that's all i'm saying i'm just saying we got to be thinking about this you underestimate <laughs> Iowa? You underestimate. What do I underestimate? I'm probably the meanest father from the three of us. Oh, I'm not saying, uh, I'm not talking about that. But you you agree that sometimes you got to be unkind to be kind, and you agree that tough love Uh, is love. I completely agree with that. All right, that's all. I completely agree with that. Then why are you arguing with me? I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying the problem is not the phone. It's the lesson that doesn't come with No, it is the phone. You know why? Because the phone is 98% of their entertainment. I played video games. I read comic books. I collected hockey cards. I watch a lot of TV. That's right. It's, it replaces that. Yeah, no, man. It's not, you see, it's not the same thing. It, you don't want it to be the same. It's it not the same thing. The same. I'm just, George, it, I'm just saying it represents the same thing. No, George, what Chris is saying, like, see, like, if you, if you take the equivalent of what we had and replace it with the phone, then, yeah, maybe there is no 
trouble. There's no, there's no, there's no issue, right? Like, I mean, if, if the equivalent of collecting cards is now look at looking at hockey players online or whatever, you know, the equivalent is, then maybe that's not the problem. But the issue that Chris is underlying is that you don't know what they're doing. Like, is it really productive things that they're doing on their phone or is it just a waste of time and waste of energy and just waste of just your resources? And just a, a little, That's a little bad are for. A little bad example, George. You, you, you said you watch a lot of TV, but you know what? You kind of controlled the TV in a way because there was an on and off button. And you know what? You wanted to watch a show. You showed up at five o'clock. You watched it by five thirty. It was over. Then you maybe you wanted to watch the five thirty show to six o'clock, right? You got to wait through commercials. What's what's happening with these kids now is that there's no there's there's a, there's a play and a pause button, and that's it. You could be watching years and years continuously of programs. And you know what that does? You have no patience for everything, nothing else. That's true. These kids don't have patience for anything because everything is instant gratification. It's all the, it's, it's the same second. You know what? We're watching a movie today and there was a bit of an ad. There was an ad on, I don't know what Roku we're watching. And you know what? The ads last 25 seconds. My son was annoyed. <laughs> he couldn't get to 20 it was 25 seconds of interruption it was like i can't do it anymore i i gotta go jog he had to go skip some rope <laughs> i'm serious man what i'm saying that this is negative it, it can be all positive man i know man it's something that we created because we hated the commercials we i know i'm, I'm not i'm, I'm I, I, all i'm saying is that you know what we're, yeah we're overfed in a in a world of that's right in a world that is going this direction this is the generation that can start going in the other direction and realize and wake up and say, hey, we're the worst generation, guys. The baby boomers built a lot of stuff and that we're destroying. They consumed a lot. <laughs> they consumed a lot. Like, uh, you know what? It's, uh, yeah, I'll, that, that, that's all I'm saying. And, you know, I'm just more conscious of it because, like, obviously we're, we're raising kids. But uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just conscious about the, the brain, man, and how it, it takes the information in. Maybe because I'm reading a lot about it and I'm getting very interested in it. And maybe I am exaggerating. And maybe I am a little bit scared, but I'm not scared. I'm just, I just want to be prepared. That's it. I just want to be prepared. And you know what? I can't, even if, even when you're prepared, you cannot, you know, then you're just. You never, you can't be too prepared. Yeah. That's right. There's, there's a certain amount of things that you can't control. But you know what? You just want those probabilities to be up on your side. Yeah. You just want the possibilities to be on your side. That's all you want. That and and you know what? We just have a little bit more of work to do. And I think the way we talk to our kids and the way, like, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Your kid draws something. He draws a rainbow, and he comes and shows you. Right? There's two types of parents. There's the first parent that's going to be like, "Hey, you know what? You know what? This is not really in the lines. You know, you kind of missed the the red here. You could have done this a little bit better." That the lines are not really straight. You know what? You want to go back and redo it. That's one type of parent. That's fine. Second type of parent is, wow. Now it could be the ugliest thing in the world, and you're like, wow. Oh my God, Mama, look what look what they did. Look at this. This is amazing. Bravo. Both of those are bad. Oh, so both of those are bad because one is like you're 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 criticizing a little too much, and now you're you're killing the the, the ambition and and the motivation. And the other one is like you're creating a delusional kid. 
You're creating a kid who's going to be like, oh my God, I draw the best rainbows. You don't understand. What? I'm an artist. I'm an artist. So you got to be in between. So the best way to do it is you got to be like, hey, what did you, this is what I do. And I don't know if it's working, but I think it is. So what I'll say is like, why are you drawing this? What inspired you to do this? Where is it coming from? And then you talk about it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And now you're safe. You don't have to like lie to the guy because I hope you maybe you was going to listen to this one day, but he can't draw. <laughs> it's bad. It's just bad. And, and I, I, and you know what? It was so bad that I couldn't even lie. I, I couldn't be type two parent. I couldn't be like, wow. I'm like, yes, man. Wow, man. This needs work. You know, don't, <laughs> no, but, show anybody. don't show anybody. You know what I mean? Now, Maria's a little bit better, but at the same time, you, you, you don't want to create the, all I'm saying is that we have to be a little more careful. And you know what? With everything that exists, we know so much now to try not be shitty parents because shitty parents create shitty kids. And we, all we want to do is not make them too shitty because they're all going to be shitty. It just limit the shittiness. I don't, know if I'm, I don't know if I'm making any sense, man. Yeah, I know. It's funny that you're mentioning this thing because I'm definitely the number two parent. I'm always like, wow. Yeah, whoa, my God. But it's funny because my two-year-old today, she was drawing. Like, obviously, she, she can't draw. She doesn't. It's like scribbling. And I, and I told him, like, you want to make me a cat? And it was honestly just a couple of times, you know, circles. I'm like, and she's like, yeah, meow, meow. I'm like, yeah, it's a beautiful cat. Yeah, it's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> circles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but what are you going to tell a two-year-old? No, it's not like, you know. No, no. You just say, hey, that, that's nice. Well, why did you draw this? Did you see this? Can you draw something else for me? You know what I mean? You make it about her, not about the drawing. Yeah. You, you don't have to critique the drawing. Yeah. You don't. You have to. You have to make conversation with her to make her feel okay, yeah. or or him okay. Uh, okay, let, let's go to because I'm still stuck to that uh, homeschooling that you brought up. Because <laughs> I don't know why it's it, it, it's screwing me up here. Uh, I I I don't disagree with you that it's a possibility, especially given what's happening now with you know this disease where everyone has had to adapt. Like whether it's businesses, whether it's education, whether it's every like people have had to adapt the way they do things for work, for their lives, for everything. Uh, and I don't disagree with you one bit when you say that it may very I'll be well back be back in one minute. Yeah, it may very well be a, like a reality. Uh, I'm not sure I would want my kid to be homeschooled, man. I, I I don't know why. I think I would want my girls to just go outside, see other people learn, fail, uh, have that social life. I, I feel like if they're stuck at home all the time, they're just going to be weirdos when, you know, when they hit their 20s and they have to come out of the house. Yeah, but you, you know what? Homeschooling, look, I don't know what it's like. Look, I, I've seen a few, a few documentaries. I've heard a couple of guys speak on this topic, like Ken Robinson and uh, guys like that that are like all about the educational industry, right? It's still an industry. Academia is an industry, right? Yeah. And it's suffering. Because there's always low budgets. There's never any money. Uh, teachers are getting overwhelmed, underpaid, right? So there's definitely a need for it. There's definitely a need to reform. But homeschooling doesn't necessarily mean kids don't go out. They're probably still going to go out and join a team, maybe dance, maybe do gymnastics, uh, play hockey, play soccer. Yeah, but there's probably going to be recreational centers where you go and have fun. It's just that... The, the, the school part of it, the schooling, the learning, right? Which learning and schooling are two different things, right? Um, uh, it's probably going to be done either at home or with, like, th think of Aristotle and Alexander, right? Yeah. 
that kind of thing where it's more based on mentorship. It's based on somebody that's achieved more and he's ready to show you now. So there's going to be, it's going to be through, through mentorship, through coaching. So that's what homeschooling would be. It doesn't necessarily mean that they don't go out. They don't have a social life. Yeah, but I'm not talking about, you know, the extracurricular activities, you know, the, the gyms, the parks, the, the running, the, the whatever. I'm talking about, you know, from 8.30 until 3 at home. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's not going to be at home. It's probably going to be like, okay, you wake up, you go for a run, right? You do your little exercise, you come back at 9, 9 to 9.30 is breakfast time or whatever. Probably you're going to be wake up a lot earlier. But 10.30 to 11.30, we learn this. Then at lunchtime, we're probably going to go to a, some kind of, I don't know, a recreational center where there's your food and you can see some friends and, yeah, and yeah. talk. Then you come back, you do another hour and a half of math and French or whatever. At 3 o'clock, it's time to do your, your ballet or your, your soccer or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's probably going to be throughout the day and it's going to be different activities. Look, uh, no one knows what it's going to be like. I'm just saying there's more and more a need to leave or to escape this industrialized system that school is based on. Like the teacher, the board, the chairs, everybody looking at, you know what I mean? That, that kind of format, I think, is losing its, it, it, its appeal. And the other thing is, well, if we're going to be doing this, well, why am I paying a teacher? I might as well leave him home. He's doing this anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um, but I think it's going to morph into every industry. And I don't think it's only going to be primary school, like elementary school, right? It's probably going to be even even engineers. Like, you're probably not going to be going to a four-year engineering uh, undergraduate program right? You're not going to be doing a bachelor's in engineering for four years in a university. You could probably just go under the wing of some, I don't know, uh, established engineer mm-hmm. and you're going to learn through him. Mm-hmm. Even doctors, you're going to learn through a doctor. You, you, you know what I mean? It, it's, I think it's going to morph into that. I think there's some industries that should require uh, some education, like some knowledge. Like you need to, to, to be instructed on what an engineer is, how it works. Like a doctor, you would trust a doctor that has zero schooling but has just been following some other doctor like for yeah. years i would trust a doctor that has seen I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way i will trust a doctor that has seen and co-performed 15 surgeries than a doctor who hasn't performed one and has read five books on it yeah but the, the doctor that hasn't performed any surgery he's not going to go from one to the next as a main surgeon I mean, there is a procedure. I mean, especially in that field, you, you see so many uh, doctors with a following. You, you see it all the time. They have five. Yeah, but that, it's going to be more like that. You're going to have less of the theoretical stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll, give, I'll tell you why. We spoke about this before, I'm sure. But uh, university schools used to be the gatekeepers of knowledge, right? We've said this. Yeah. They've had, they have that. Nobody, no one else had access to these documents because encyclopedias were in schools the books were in schools the articles that were published by professors were in schools everyone has access to that that means that that part of the the university you don't need anymore because you can access that information anyway so what are you looking for you're looking for the practical aspect but there's also a lot of garbage information that is accessible as well so you need that knowledge knowledgeable person to kind of educate you and guide you towards what you need learning and And, and, avoiding And what's better than a guy that's been doing it for 20, 30 years? Yeah. Well, the guy that's made all the mistakes and is telling you, don't do this, never do that, do this this way. Yeah, but that's like advanced, like we're talking about, you know, advanced schooling now. Let's, like, I, I, I was thinking more like elementary school, right? From like, 
whatever. Well, elementary school, from what from what I've read and seen, uh, people are kind of moving towards like the tablets and all these interactive programs. Yeah, it's already started, right? Yeah, like, it's already started. Boards and everything in school, it's more much yeah. more interactive. And you know what? And I think what you're you're, you're kind of um, you're referring to is the standardization aspect of things. You want to make sure that there's somebody that's setting the standard and people are able to pass tests and say, hey, here's your certification. You passed the test. You can go ahead now and practice your profession. That's what you kind of mean, right? Yes and no, because I'm not so sure I agree 100% with the way it works now. I'm just, uh, I'm just questioning and wondering if the environment is better for the kid to be at home or to be in a school setting with other kids. You understand? That's what, uh, that's what I'm questioning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't know. There's there's pros and cons. There's a lot of people that are, are not comfortable with that. There's other people that are comfortable with it. Uh, but what is the right setting? Is it is the growth better? Is the learning better when your kid is with another four kids, with another ten kids, twenty five kids, thirty kids? What's that magic number where your kid thrives the most? Yeah. What is that? We don't know. And, you know, so we, we, we just don't know. I'm just saying that the, the appeal of the industrialized concept of school the way it is right now is uh, it's losing its appeal. That's, all, that's what's happening right now. Um, has Alex been approached now that she's home uh, to kind of figure out a way to, to, communi- so, to communicate with her students or to, I don't know, to somehow keep in touch with them or to... Socrates, man, the, the, it, it's... it's full full on they do their zoom uh, conferences with the teachers they do their zoom conferences with the parents uh they do their 15 20 minutes with kids with all the kids yeah yeah they have their homework they do their homework and they prepare and it's at this like uh, they send the everybody's on everybody's on yeah yeah so this is not a vacation man it, uh, is, <laughs> is it is it um is it taken into account like is it more like just keep the kids busy or is it graded stuff is it like it counts well look it, I don't think it counts. The government just launched a platform online for the for students to go and look at, you know, and do different activities and just yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, stay off the TV or the tablets or whatever the hell they're. Yeah, that's what it is. But it is, yeah. That's what it is, and, and you know that's important. Look, I was I was always somebody that never believed in grades. Like I know people are listening to this and saying that it's crazy. I, even when I teach, I don't believe in grades. I think grades is is the wrong thing. I, I haven't been teaching a long time, but the past eight years that I've been teaching and I've ta- I've taught like uh, college level, uh, younger kids and uh, older kids, continuing education, older men or older women that have come back uh, to ch- kind of change their profession. And y- you know what I've noticed? People are programmed to pass exams. People don't know how to learn. Mm-hmm. And that's a big problem because when you pass an exam, what you're doing is you're memorizing everything you're relying on your memory mm-hmm. to get through the information quick, quick to get a grade and to pass just to pass. And to pass and then four days later i ask you what is that and you just Gone. don't know Gone. and that is the wrong way of learning yeah but you now like how does it work for you i mean at the end of the day you need to uh to present some sort of grading, no, to the administration or yeah, yeah. Look, I do it because that's what the establishment wants. World, that's what the institution wants, and that's fine. I'll do that. I'm just saying, I'm I'm teaching a lot more the kids how to learn without me, how to be independent of a teacher, like how to go get the information, how to 
how to be analytical with information, how to evaluate different information, and how to learn, basically. For me, that's more important th than the grade they'll get. Mm -hmm. And be what because I clearly communicate this at the beginning, now that they're, they're going through the test, they're not as stressed. And I see better results just because it's like, okay, it's not that important. It is important, but it's not the ultimate goal. Like the goal, think about it. The goal is not to get a good grade. The goal is oh, to, to understand that, it's to learn. To retain the, the information, the knowledge. That's right. And what is an exam? An exam is uh, a particular snapshot of your knowledge yeah. that particular day. Now, you could have had a bad day. Maybe you didn't sleep well. Maybe your kid kept you up all night. Maybe you didn't have time to, to study everything because uh, you were taking care of your mom or your dad. So why an 85, what does it reflect? That snapshot, that, that, that piece of, of your life that you're never going to get back. But if you have the right habits and you, you know how to read the information, go to the information quick, quick, quick and take the right stuff, I think that is more beneficial in the long term. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is that that's going to change also in, in school, George, in you, elementary school. Would you consider having your kids homeschooled? I don't know. <clears throat> tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one because uh, that social component, I think it's, it's really important for the human to develop, man. You need to develop uh, these, uh, these no, but, instincts and uh, the etiquette and everything. But homeschooling is, doesn't mean no social life. It just means I it know, learns. But where do you make your friends? You make your friends in that playground. Yeah, in the playground, in the park, recreational at, center. The playground with that kid you sat next to, then you went outside, had some laughs, and you went to sit next to him again, and you still shared some laughs from a distance. And yeah. There's some value there. It's mm -hmm. hard to, that's the one I don't want to walk away from. Yeah, it's true. We'll see. We'll see. It's an interesting one, this one. Unless you, there's a way to, to organize it and they have the, let's say you're homeschooled, so you could do your, your day could be shorter being homeschooled. Say you're the kid's day could end at 1 p.m., but at, at 2 o'clock, everybody meets there and has a, has a kid, you know, afternoon. Yeah, you know, but you know, it does exist, right? I mean, the government has mechanisms in place here in Quebec to recognize homeschooling. There's a lot of kids that are homeschooled. I, I'm just, I'm just not familiar. If you look at it at an efficiency, from an efficiency standpoint, okay, it makes more sense. The less bodies that move when you got the job done, the more efficient it was, right? Less waste, less more sleep for everybody, less running, less this, less that, you know. I, I look, who stays home with them? That's the other thing. They're gonna stay I, home by themselves. You know what? I'm gonna look. Not, I'm gonna look into it, not because I, you know, we're thinking of doing it, but just out of curiosity. I mean, what are the criteria that that are you know? What are the requirements? You know, uh, you want to pay a private instructor. That's what it is. Is it a private? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, of course. That's what it is. You're you're joining a private instructor. Yeah. Or it can, actually, in some parts of the states, it could be the parents. If the parents feel qualified, they're confident enough um, that they could pretty much pass on the, the curriculum academically, yeah. I think they have the right to do so. No, but, you know, That's a gamble. Everything. Some people, some people claim they're the great at something. <clears throat> yeah. But look, you know, whatever it is, even if I were qualified, which I don't think I am, but let's say even if I were qualified to, to teach my own kids, I wouldn't do it because the uh, the attention span 
is different when the parent is there and when there's someone that they don't necessarily know. You don't represent the same thing as a connection with. Like you but I, I think that's the, the, that's the reason why it's losing its appeal because the new reform is kind of saying, you know what? I don't want a person talking on the blackboard and people listening because kids are going to fall asleep. They're bored. They want to move around. So basically, you're going to have to teach through an activity. You're not going to sit them on the blackboard and set them on a chair and teach. The whole point is to, to kind of like escape that kind of format. I'm talking about the teacher versus the parent. I'll give you like a boring example. We go to the pool and I swim with my daughter and, you know, obviously we're having fun. It's not a course environment, right? But, you know, I, I, you know, I try to tell her, okay, do this like this. Or, and she doesn't care. She doesn't listen to me. But when I'm not in the picture and there's an instructor or a teacher there, She's more focused. She's more zoned in. She sees the other kids doing it, so she forces herself to do it. Yeah, yeah. And there's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. If I were to homeschool my kids, I would last maybe 20 minutes, and then I'd lose control. <laughs> I would lose entirely the control. Yeah, yeah. But the, the idea is, don't forget, like, when we're talking about homeschooling, I don't think we're really talking about covering the whole, the whole curriculum as it was in school. The idea is, example, you're, you're an entrepreneur. You're into, I don't know, you're, you have a, a, a restaurant, right? That's your business. And you kind of maybe want to pass it on to your kids. So instead of your kid going and learning um, things like, I don't know, a history that maybe he doesn't care about, uh, the Algonquins, the Crees, uh, learning certain things that maybe he doesn't really care about, you could teach him by bringing him to work and saying, do the cash. What's two plus two? That's how you do your math. That's money. That's what it buys. Come and start cooking. This is a stove. Oh, you, you, uh, yeah. There you go. So I think it's more towards that. So I don't think we could completely eliminate uh, a school, but I think there's going to be, I think that something like that is a good idea. And what we definitely need, need to integrate in the school system today, and I, I don't understand why there's such a lag, is more activity. More activity. You cannot have three hours of gym a week. You need to have an hour and a half a day. Yeah. Right? And I'm saying this because I've struggled with weight all my life. And it's, I'm not saying that if I had activity uh, one, an, hour, an hour or two hours a day, I would have been thin today. But I, it would have been in my culture where it would have been like inculcated in my brain that this is what we do. Right? This is what we do. That, I don't care if you like it or not. This is what we do. From eight to ten, we're active. Yeah, it gets implanted. It uh, gets implanted. That's right, into your mind. It comes to program yourself. Habits. Yeah, and then you know when you get to lunchtime, you can tell the kid, you know what? Look, we, we just worked our bodies for for two hours. Do you really want to eat that May West? Do you really want to have a chocolate chip cookie? So it becomes a culture, and I think that culture should be a little bit more um, pushed in schools than it's not, because in schools, what you'll see today is lack of activity. Nobody moving, very little gym, and disgusting lunchboxes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, you know what's interesting? Because we're looking, because, uh, you know, Emma's going to start elementary now in September. And my wife looked, I, man, I forgot what it's called. Um, you can order, uh, like, instead of making the lunch at home, I mean, you can do it if you want to, but there's this, uh, I, can't forget, I, remember, I can't remember what the name was. Uh, basically, you, you subscribe. And uh, you um, you order the lunch mm -hmm. online. Hot meals. What, what is it? Hot meals. 
Oh, maybe it's that. I'm not sure. Maybe it's that. No, no, but I mean, it's about having a hot meal at school. They, they prepare. They prepare your meal and they yeah. deliver it to the school. And at lunchtime, they, they you know. They, it's a restaurant. It's a canteen truck. Yeah, like each kid has their, their, their lunch and it's all healthy stuff. Like the parent, like they're going to have fruits, they're going to have vegetables, they're going to have, you know. And yeah, I, yeah. These are good, good incentives. It's pretty cool. I think it, it's, uh, it's four bucks a day or something like that. I can't uh, they don't have that at my son's school. No, no, it's not. It's, I, every school is individual. George, it's not part of the school. It's a, it's a business. It's, it's like a side thing. They, they partner up with all the schools. You, you, you subscribe. You have, well, I'm uh, saying they're not in all the schools. Really? My son was, yeah, I'll tell you why I'm saying what I'm saying. My son's current school, which is the one in our district, yeah. which we are enrolled in, <clears throat> for his kindergarten year, that wing of the school was being rebuilt, so they canceled that whole, all the, all the classes for the kindergarten were moved to another school just for that one year. Mm -hmm. So we were ordering hot meals from him from that school. So we he had uh, we would prepay for the month and there were certain meals certain days we would go select the ones that he wanted and so on. Yeah. You go to this school, it's catered by a, a local restaurant, and you you go online and you set up a profile and you order which meals which days for the whole month ahead and you pay one shot and they're delivered to the school on those specific days. So they each have their own thing. Yeah, uh, we have the same thing at uh, at Socrates. It's it's uh, PYO doing it. Oh, this yeah. I know the I know the PYO program. It's very good. It's very nice. And yeah. you know, you're reassured that they're gonna eat healthy at least, right? Because parents now they're so preoccupied, man. You have like like you said, it's garbage. You know, they're gonna uh, you know they're gonna. You know why it's garbage? Yeah, because kids don't eat. They they just their lunch boxes are full when they go back home. They just they're just too busy having fun. They don't care. Yeah. So the parents keep putting stuff that they might eat, so they don't want them to to look malnourished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Don't forget that if 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 like the taste buds, the way they work is that if you introduce the mozzarella yeah, stick to your kid, yeah. yeah, then then the green pepper is gonna be like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. it doesn't taste as good as the mozzarella stick, right? So then well, what you, you do? Well, again, it's all it's 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 always about the ratios. Yeah. It's it's you know the ratio. It's four to one. It's four pieces of green pepper with one mozzarella stick, not four mozzarella sticks for half of pepper. You know, it's funny because in high school, we had to wait until Friday to have pizza. Remember that? Yeah, a dollar. Yeah, a dollar fifty. That was our thing. You know, okay, it's Friday. We're gonna go have pizza today. The rest of the week, it was all prepared meals from home, and we were we were among the the the, the very few kids in school that had lunch from home. You know why? Because your mother wasn't on Facebook all day, bro. <laughs> your mom, you went home. It was time for you to study, and it was time for you to to prepare. What are the kids going to have tomorrow? And it's like she was ready to prepare, make sure they're all okay. Like, no, Chris, but we're acting like it's a new phenomenon. And even back then, we, we would walk through the cafeteria, and we would see the garbage kids were having. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of them were actually buying food from the cafeteria, which, okay, let's say it was okay. I mean, I don't know. I can't remember what they would serve because we never had any of it. But a lot of the kids had disgusting food, man. It was like, what are you, your parents don't give a shit, man. No, no, but you, you, the we, difference we is... go to school and have... <laughs> there, there's, a big, there's a big difference, George. The difference is that you're right. You're right. I agree with you. But we were kind of adults. Not adults, but teenagers, right? So it was choices. We had choices. 
in elementary school, you can't rely on your kid's ability or its judgment, right? You have to be the parent. You got to you gotta tell it what it's going to eat. Yeah, yeah. Right. So when you're left to your choices, then you could mess up and fuck up all you want. But for your kid, you got you, you got to set the right example. So it, it is the same thing, but it's not. Yeah. Wow. Ah. Yeah. The anything. I think we're gonna end it. Um, anything else we want to say, guys? Uh, actually, I'm I'm scared to ask you that question because we're gonna drift off for another half hour. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's good, man. It's like, look, it's 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 a good conversations to have. It's just a, it's it's just about being aware, and you know what? We had a conversation today where a lot of people haven't had, and uh, I don't think a lot of people are having these conversations. Yeah. Because uh, if you are talking about this with your wife, at least you're concerned. Mm-hmm. You know, but if uh, you know what you 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 want to talk about this with your wife, you want to talk about this with your husband. You want you 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 want to talk about this stuff together to see where everyone stands so you can be a team to deal with this stuff later yeah because it's very easy to watch your netflix enjoy the movie comment on the movie comment on i i send you a text message i, I shared something with you and then you, you forget what's important uh, but what i said before the scary thing is that even if you're there with your wife or your husband um talking about these things and how, okay how are we going to address this issue or that issue in five years from now It's it's gonna be a completely different reality. You understand? It's like it's almost. No, I don't want to say impossible because I'm not there yet. I don't even know what that reality is like. But I imagine it would be even hard to to even have that conversation when you have no idea what's coming. No, the basics are the same. The basics haven't changed in thousands of years. Yeah. So the whatever values. the values are the same. The values, the compass is the same. So it doesn't matter what comes along. Yeah, yeah, you know, foundation is it, it, it's, it's common sense, and uh, don't forget what your grandmother told you. Yeah, there, there, there was some wisdom in these these uh, these old people from the village. Yeah. The, the, don't, don't you real, realize that more and more? Oh, for sure. Yeah. That sure. it was like, oh man, man, these guys had it. Well, more oh, so man. not. <laughs> yeah. You know, When you go to a village in, uh, on vacation in Greece and, and you live like them for a few days, and you're like, wow, this feels amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you, you have to remember the, the natural world we come from. We have to we carry something there, you know? So that yeah, yeah. Is, is, it's got some value. Yeah, no, but, and, it's like, and it's the little things. Like, I'm an agnostic. I'm not really religious. But yeah, I do understand why people put people around the table and had a little prayer. Yeah. It kept it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Nobody, nobody's nobody's on their phones. Everybody's Riding sitting life. there, beating. Yeah, they're being grateful, and you know what? The family's there. Everyone's alive, and everyone's happy about it. So I'm just I'm just thinking of all this stuff, and it's you know it, it, it kind of makes sense. And we're losing all of that. Yeah. The gratitude. Yeah, we're losing we're losing a lot of that stuff. Yeah. All right. On that note, we'll put an end uh, to the episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, stick around. There's another one coming in, I guess, two weeks. And let me and let me know what rainbow you like more—the one on the top or the one on the bottom. Yeah, I think the the bottom one. Who did the bottom one? Doesn't matter. That's on the business. It's on your business. <laughs> bottom one. I like the top one because it's not traditional. Uh, all right. Good. <laughs> All right, guys. It's Have not, a good week. It's not it's, all right, but it's not the right colors, right? Of the fa- of the uh, of the Facebook. Hey, you said you you said you're a type two parent, my friend. You got to see how beautiful it is. 
<laughs> all right, guys. Thanks a lot. All right. And, Take uh, care, boys. You guys all. Ciao. Ciao.